0: hello
1: and welcome. My name is the
0: Alpha Female and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, menies! Bushwhacker of new 2015, Hall of famer. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah!
1: Whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern-day Viking gunner and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus-Tolders and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mouth and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, fellas, <laughs> uh, you guys have a great day. And, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> That's in. a great... We've had 70-degree weather here. For, oh, I mean, we've really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're <laughs> spitting snow. So. ladies and gentlemen welcome to turnbuckle talk episode 346 RAP rob rage my name is chris best i'm alongside omd omd my brother tell me how are how are you doing today
0: i'm doing all right i mean i had a long cold day at work but you know it wasn't overly stressful but now we're just here to talk some
1: wrestling and talk wrestling we will for the next however long we need to get through with these stories cuz we've got a plethora there's that word. Yes, <laughs> we got yes, a plethora right. of stories today. It's actually been a fairly busy wrestling news day. Not news week, news day. <laughs> right? Right? Um but let's get it all started. Let's get off uh let's get started off with our first story and that's to we're going to discuss the fatal four-way intercontinental title match and the botched finish that happened last night. Um, what happened was they were going for uh, Bronson Reed and Ivar were on opposite corners. Bronson was going for a splash, Ivar going for his moonsault. However, um, the Miz was supposed to roll, away, roll out of the way, Ricochet wasn't. So Miz gets the pinfall. Ivor was supposed to get the pinfall, but Ricochet kicked out as well. There was a double pin that happened at the end of that match, but the referee continued to count the three count. Now there was a little bit of hesitation on the ref side because you could tell that he knew what that that finish was going to be, but I got to ask you, OMD, was it right for the ref to continue on that three count?
0: It was because he would have had time to go and check on the competitors after the show. Mm -hmm. this did not lead to a situation like we saw a number of weeks ago in AEW when a ref came under scrutiny for a wrestler being injured very early in the match. Right. And not knowing that the finish had been changed on the fly. And in this situation, um, I did read earlier as well that Ricochet was led away after the match and went into concussion protocol to be tested for injuries and concussion as well.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's part of the thing why I think Ricochet kicked out was because it was just more of a natural instinct and being kind of knocked silly. I've been in the ring before and been knocked silly and have forgotten finishes because of that. Right. And I'm, I'm certain you have as well. So
0: yes, yes.
1: So there's no, there's no fault to anyone in this match, period. The referee did the right thing. The referee did continue the three count. Yes, there was that little bit of hesitation. Yep. But he still continued the three count, gave the win to and, the Miz, and I'm certain that maybe they're going to rewrite something where the Miz may still have to defend his number one contendership now or something, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Um and we noticed the hesitancy
0: throughout the entire count mm-hmm. because the ref seemingly did look confused as to okay, which fall am I counting here? Because normally in a, dub- in a double in a double
1: pin in a double
0: ahead. in a in a double pin situation, I've seen times where the ref has used both hands. I've seen mm-hmm. times where the ref has used one hand. But in this situation, I think the ref's placement was a little bit wrong as he should have been facing both pins and not stuck in between them, having to look over to each side.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that's the one thing I did notice the ref was doing in that three count was he was looking as he was counting, which, again, not a bad move. Not a bad move at all. And we've got the one and only. We've got Ed Fries coming in saying, hey, gents, and rest in peace to Rob Rage. Yes, we will be talking about him later on. <clears throat> we also have Papa Smokes coming in saying, yo, boys, what's going on, Papa Smokes? And we've got the one, the only, a man who's absent tonight, Carl Carafel, coming in and saying thank you for the support, Ed.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Carl Carafel cannot be here tonight. He is way on assignment. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. But no, uh, this... Yeah. Yeah. This botch finish, um, I do hope Ricochet is okay with this, uh, is okay because he did get hurt during the match. Um, right. Speedy recovery is all I can say for him right now, and hopefully this concussion thing does not derail him because he was on a fairly decent side, decent push in my eyes.
0: A, a decent push in getting TV time, but again, the glorified high-flying enhancement talent, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, eventually, I think he would have been in that upper echelon for at least the Intercontinental title, so. I would hope so.
0: But, again, it's one of those things where the WWE signs somebody and bastardizes them, and now they have to continue to struggle and push through whatever they get booked for.
1: Right, Right. Um, yeah. So the referee, again, he was right in finishing that three count. I've seen it even on indie shows where injuries, ha- uh, an injury happens in the match and the referee's not sure. We've actually seen it on WWE. I mean, I'm going to. Absolutely. The Mike Kyoto, Chris Jericho incident. Perfect example of that, you know? Yes. I, I can tell you're trying to recall it was when uh, Neville broke his ankle and Jericho called the 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 finish of the match early right right mike yoda was the ref in that match
0: right yeah but Mm -hmm. yeah you didn't have a situation with the ref i mean in this situation the ref didn't know but it happened at the finish Mm
1: -hmm. so
0: there was no way to actually change that on the fly right Unlike that situation a few weeks ago between John Moxley and Ray Fenix where Moxley was knocked senseless and decided, okay, I'm changing the finish, but the ref didn't have a clue. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. We're going to move right along here because uh, we've got quite a bit of stories here. We're going to talk about Kyrie Sane uh, this past Saturday night she made her long-awaited return to the wwa crown jewel helping Io Sky to retain the women's championship in what was a, essentially it was a fantastic match by the way against right. uh, bianca belair um what do you see with uh, Kyrie coming into the fold now
0: i am excited i'm glad to see her back um again i'm going to say this i hope we do not get the kabuki warriors As a tag team? Right. Right. Um, So right now, is she a part of damage control or are she an EO splitting off to do something else?
1: That's the question I have too, but I I, I also came up with this scenario in my head this afternoon. Yes, she may have raised the hand of EO Sky, but what if on Friday she comes out and she says... I only did this because I want the shot at you.
0: She she could very well. I have also seen rumblings of an all-Japanese women's stable, which brings us back to having the Kabuki Warriors together. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping that it's not necessarily a Kabuki Warriors tag team situation. I'm thinking you could have it... Because uh, we really haven't seen much of Oscar of late again, so that's true too. <clears throat> so maybe you could have Oscar come in in that mentorship role, much like they did when they had Paige or Soraya doing that for Oscar and Kyrie.
1: Yeah, but except with the exception of the fact that Oscar will still be able to wrestle and we'll be seeing if that does happen, we are going to be seeing six man tag matches, but where does Bailey fit into this situation? That's the other question coming out of this too.
0: You know what? I was posed this exact question at work today. And my thought was, was that this is the way now that after three mm-hmm. years you can turn Bailey face And start putting her on a bit of a role to start winning matches instead of being, as Charlotte Flair so eloquently put it, a stepping stone. Right. you can have her start showing that fight again and that she wants to win. And whether she does that with Dakota by her side or whether she has to go against Dakota. Because Dakota Kai is the other factor in all of them.
1: Yeah, but Dakota um, has
0: Tegan Knox on Raw. She has Raquel on Raw, so that she could go and form her own group.
1: So this is the thing I, I actually asked Tom Colley himself, and he said there's no way in heck, no way in hell it's happening. But there's a small part of me that wants to see Bailey just for one night only. Bring back the hugger gimmick just for one night only. Maybe at a WrestleMania or something like that for that little bit of nostalgia pop, you know the only way that I would see
0: that happening would be if they did um, raw old school.
1: Yeah. Um, or maybe, maybe again, they bring they, in Izzy, Izzy a couple years down the road and they become a tag team.
0: <laughs> apparently Izzy is about to sign a developmental deal and an NIL
1: deal. Nice. She did. I, Actually, have our first match about a month ago, and I've yes, stated she did. she's green, but there's a lot there. <laughs> yep. Um, gonna move on to this next story here. It's a little bit of a not so surprising story because I know I've heard, heard this man's name in uh, the news in the past. But out of Gastonia, uh, North Carolina, a former professional wrestler has been arrested for assault Wednesday morning and. Get- and is our uh, in Gaston County jail records show Evan Courageous has been uh, arrested by Belmont Police at 1:42 a.m. on November 1st. According to the Gaston County Sheriff's Office, the Gaston County resident was charged with simple assault and injury to intellectual property. He posted twenty five thousand dollars on secured bond. What do you make of this? Like that we we've seen this before, where wrestlers have been gotten have gotten in charge uh, gotten in trouble with the law post-wrestling. So what do you make of this kind of situation for Evan?
0: Again, for me, because he's been out of the loop for so long, I'd completely, you know, his name still crossed my mind on occasion, but he's Mm -hmm. been out of the loop. It really didn't affect me. I wasn't, I wasn't there. It wasn't my intellectual property that he's stealing. Yeah. Um, and i mean as you and i were discussing this pre-show it's just sort of one of those things like because we didn't hear from him post wcw Mm -hmm. it was a case of okay where are they now well now we know he's in jail
1: yeah and uh kind of a sad situation really that he got himself in this trouble because i know that uh He had found some minor success, you know, just working small jobs here and there. He did, uh, he did do WWE uh, after WCW for a little bit. He was in their independent, uh, in their developmental territories. I think he was with Les Thatcher. I can't recall which promotion he went to, but I just hope hope that uh, he finds he finds himself out of the situation and manages to get back on the right. The right I, frame I'm of sure, mind, you know.
0: I'm sure he will. I mean, he's never been in the news publicly right. since his WCW departure. So, I mean, this is really the first the first time we've heard of it. I mean, you know, I mean, how many times have we seen a major superstar who is currently active get in trouble? And I mean, I'm not gonna throw names These out those? there.
1: The Usos. Oh, okay,
0: I, I wasn't going to throw names out there, but I mean, we've seen major, major stars get into trouble. Right. But yes, you've mentioned the Usos, Jeff Hardy.
1: Stone Cold. Right. But yeah, this is um, like after, even after WCW, after WWE, he did do a lot of acting, mostly in uh, soap opera shows. Uh, Passions is one of them. I remember him on Passions because I used to watch that show with your sister.
0: <laughs> oh, geez.
1: Well, you know, I never watched well, it. So, she is well at, at camp. I was the only one with cable out of our group of friends, right? So,
0: <laughs> right. I'm actually going to bring up another another name and this one's just sort of a you know off the cuff type of thing i actually just learned this Mm -hmm. the other night in the episode of family guy where peter had his theme music playing behind him when he was on the bus and the guy
1: yeah yeah started you're you're going to
0: that guy i did not realize this was voiced by goldberg
1: yep <laughs> i just seth found seth this Macfarlane yesterday seth McFarland is actually a pretty big wrestling fan and he's had he's had hulk hogan on his shows a couple of times he was right. uh, he had hulk hogan on american dad last year i believe oh i haven't seen american
0: dad in probably five years
1: yeah but uh no uh i really do hope having courageous learns from this situation for one thing Yes. Because uh, let's face it, $25,000 to pay for your bond, that's uh, that's not exactly cheap. And I know Evan Courageous was not on the top of the payroll for WCW. Not
0: by a long shot.
1: <laughs> but he was a dude in WCW that I really thought was going to make it. Turns out right? Shannon Moore and, uh, and Shane, Helms. Uh, Shane Helms were and, the ones that made and, it.
0: <laughs> and really it was Shane Helms that did it, Shannon Moore plugged away and carved himself out a successful career by yeah. traveling from independent promotion to independent promotion, working for TNA for a year or two at a time and then taking a break.
1: Yeah. I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it Shannon Moore who uh, had that tag team tattoo ink? I think it was called or ink ink or something like that. Yes. Yes, he did. So yeah, again, Evan Craigus, hope you learn from this situation and just keep living a normal life cuz not mer- not very many pro former pro wrestlers get to really do that. Right? All right, so we're going to slide on in. We're going to slide on into some really controversial territory here cuz we're going to talk about one one woman character, uh, one woman who is a very polarizing woman and that being Tessa Blanchard. So once again, she has burned yet another bridge. (laughs) She has burned a bridge this time with Conan. One wrestler you probably don't want to burn a bridge with because of his amount of connections in the wrestling industry. Right. (laughs) Conan, who works uh, helping with TNA as a manager there. I believe he's still there. No, Um, he is not. Oh, he's not okay. No, well, he's over. He's he is down in AAA, and he works as a promoter down there for, for yes. AAA. For AAA, uh, he was a as well
0: recently. As well, he owns the Crash Promotion.
1: Okay. It doesn't say that in the article here, so right that I've that I've read. So, on his podcast, on the K one hundred podcast, he he did a show with Hugo Savinovich, one of the greatest Spanish announcers, in my opinion. By the way.
0: Absolutely.
1: They were discussing uh, Rick. They were discussing various uh, topics from uh, Ric Flair, to, uh, TNA, just all kinds of stuff that they've done together. However, Conan made it clear that he does not want Tessa back in AAA. He said, "No. Why would I bring her in, bro? She was very disrespectful. She was like." Oh, the only reason I'm in Mexico, F word Mexico, I'm trying to keep it clean here, is because of Daga. Daga was her former uh, spouse. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Really? Okay. (laughs) Really? Okay. And why do you guys do this? Why do you guys? She always asks, why do you guys do this? Why do you guys do that? I go, because newsflash, this is Lucha Libre. Yes. This isn't U S wrestling. So the way they do things in Lucha Libre, you and I know, cause we used to watch, we used to catch Lucha Libre on uh, Teletino up here, TLN. Yes. It was completely different from what WWE and WCW were doing. And ECW. Ab- absolutely.
0: <clears throat>
1: and I mean, there's a lot of little nuances
0: to Lucha Libre that I absolutely find fantastic. Like in a multi-man tag match, one guy gets knocked out of the ring, another guy can just jump in. Doesn't have to yeah. be a tag.
1: I remember my first six man tag I watched from Lucha Libre. It was La Parca and two other guys. I remember La Parka very well in the match because I'm like, ooh, that right. skeleton costume guy's awesome. And I right. see him get knocked out of the ring, yet another guy jumps in. I'm like, where was the tag? You know? Right? Uh, but she. Um, sorry, this is not U.S. wrestling. He said, and bro, it would be very uncomfortable after the way Blanchard and Daga got separated, because yes, Daga caught Blanchard cheating. Yes,
0: <clears throat> yes, with one of the boys in the back. So, and I mean, yeah. we've seen we've seen those types of situations before in this industry. I mean, let's look at Brock Lesnar and Sable.
1: Well, to use an even better example, Drew and um Drew McIntyre. Oh my god, her name just escaped my head.
0: Um Tiffany.
1: Yeah, that's it. Not uh, Tiffany Stratton, by the way. No, not just Tiffany another Stratton. Tiffany.
0: <laughs> but there was um there were other allegations in that situation, and that was not Drew cheating.
1: No, but I mean It would have created Um, an awkward situation had they, because they split up after that situation. One of them kind of had to go.
0: (laughs) Yes. Um, Steve Austin and Deborah McMichael. How about
1: Jeff Jarrett and Karen um, Angle? he, He also, he Yeah, but somehow they managed to make that work. They did. So I don't know how, but they did. <laughs> but no, he, he goes on to say that uh, because he is boys with Daga, him and Daga have are pretty tight from what I'm understanding. Right. He says he does not want Tessa in the locker room for that very reason. And I agree with that, too, to a certain extent, because not only because of the awkwardness between the two, but let's face it, Tessa's toxic in the locker room
0: she is i mean this is not the first situation we've heard of her in this type of a scenario in mocking or saying something about another culture we've heard about her belittling yes. wrestlers racism bullying so it's a matter of when is enough enough when is she just going to get blackballed?
1: She just might as well start a Fed with CM Punk. That's just my opinion.
0: Right? I mean, and she's a, she's a fantastic wrestler. She is the yeah, that's, only, she is the only woman to actually carry one of the main company's world titles. And I'm not talking the women's title, I am talking the world title.
1: Yeah, that and see I think. I think that's where the toxicity started was when they gave her that title because from what I understand before that, she was a sponge. She learned everything and she soaked it all in.
0: The bullying had happened on a run on the Indies and I believe in Japan as well pre her pre-impact days.
1: Okay, so then that would be a little bit of a nepotism kind of thing given who her dad is one Tully Blanchard. However, I feel like Tully could have been like, uh, yo, this is not how we do things in the wrestling business.
0: <laughs> right. But Tully was never really involved in Impact, nor was her <clears throat> stepfather, Magnum TA.
1: Right. So, two I mean, who, who you two guys who grew up in from. the old way of wrestling. Oh,
0: yeah, right? for sure. Right. When you are the daughter of a horseman. You have Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, and your dad as your go-to to train. You can train with Charlotte eight days a week. Oh, yeah. And what are you doing? You're blowing it. I mean, I know there were issues with her at the inaugural May Young Classic.
1: yeah i i do seem to remember that and i remember hunter and rick being like eh, this isn't yep. how we do things <laughs> you know yep i remember hunter rick dusty all thinking that you know yep but no she is uh i think i think i think she needs to hang it up or she needs uh a good smartening up yeah but right now i think we're going to shift on over to one of the biggest stories one of the breaking stories that just happened tonight yes that being we have to talk about this wwe announcing a new tv deal for nxt in the report that i have right here in my in my hand the cwe network will become the official broadcast home for WWE NXT starting October 2024. And this is a five-year deal. This five-year agreement marks the the first time in its 13-year history that NXT, which showcases WWE's hottest up-and-coming superstars, will air on a broadcast television network. WWE NXT will debut on the CWE network October 24 and air 52 live weekly events throughout the season. So uh, an episode a week per throughout the year.
0: Yes. So what do you, I I, I am jacked for this, but I do have to correct you. It is just the CW network, not the CWE network.
1: Yeah. Speaking of Uh, which CWE, if you're in the Sault Ste. Marie area, guys, January 5th, come on down to, um, the, the old no, no, not two blasters this time. Really, really? The old steelworker building down on Dennis Street. Oh, okay. They're doing that. We and if you go, if you go, if you get a chance to go, you will get a chance to meet one, two cold Scorpio, aka Flash Funk.
0: <laughs> yes, um, but this is this is huge. Um, as I had read earlier in the day that broadcasting rights for raw and nxt were down to warner brothers and warner brothers discovery who also happens to own aew and disney plus now i believe cw falls under the purview of warner brothers discovery
1: i'm not exactly sure where they where they're parented but i'm very excited about this this just means More wrestling on my TV, more access to watch NXT. So if NXT does not air on Sportsnet 360, I do not have to use their crappy Sportsnet now app to watch NXT. Right. (laughs) Right. But where does this leave Billy Corgan? Because he he announced that CW deal a couple weeks ago. He did. uh, After the pay per view this past weekend.
0: Yes. Yes. And it's
1: no now. (laughs)
0: Well, there's, right? Because that's now all up in the air. Is CW going to pull out of that deal or are they just moving it over to the CW app as has also been discussed? Because you do not want to go on pay-per-view having just signed a TV network deal and have one of your acts implicating drug use or implying drug use And ladies of the night, to keep it polite. Yeah. Welcome, Astrid. Thank you for stopping in.
1: We see Astrid coming in. We got to do this. (laughs) Um, How's it going, Astrid? So it, I mean,
0: Billy Corgan is just another mark that had a lot of money. And I mean, sure, Mm -hmm. he is a brilliant businessman, but he was just another Mark with a lot of money that bought a company for the sake of buying a company with, you know, yes, he had his run in impact to to try and learn, but then he didn't, then he fell on hard times there and that was caused a lot of bad blood. And NWA Well, well was in that case, though, tag. that
1: was. In that case, though, that was more Billy trying to get his ideas out, and Dixie's saying no. That's not going right. to happen.
0: Right, and I mean, this was Billy's. This was Billy's idea: was to air that segment on the pay per view.
1: Yeah, it it almost feels very. Uh, Hate to bring up his name. Parrish coming in saying that, uh, yeah, Billy was also very much into the hardcore Philly brand, three little letters, ECW, you know? Yes, yes. And this, this, doing this kind of booking kind of feels Vince Russo like as well.
0: It does. Because Vince was Vince
1: Russo. Vince Russo liked to push that envelope and sometimes Vince pushed it a little too far. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. Yes, he did. Um, But again, and I mean, it's, it's Billy Corgan. And I'm wondering if some of that is the rock star lifestyle. So, because he's got to be on the road and I know that he doesn't tour very often like i don't believe he's on the road six months out of the year and then focusing on nwa six months of the year
1: but yeah because r- running a wrestling promotion kind of limits that you know
0: right but i mean let's look at some of the names he's brought in and some of the names he's let go like la night
1: <laughs> Stu bennett But what excites me about this NXT TV deal is the fact that NXT is now going to get more exposure because, as far as I know, the CW just has just that bit more exposure in the US as opposed to the USA Network does. Well, see, and I,
0: that's where I'm going to disagree. I mean, CW used to, CW did a lot of the like teen drama shows. So they would be mm-hmm. the place to go. You know, unfortunately, like, Back when we were teenagers, it was Fox that carried them. Then it was, you know, then it moved on to the CW. Whereas USA, they do, because they're under the NBC brand, they get probably right. more exposure. But you had USA shelling out how much money for two WWE shows with Raw and NXT these last few years. You've had Fox right, but look- who...
1: Look at it who this way, who? USA network only airs in the US. The CW on the other hand has got the US, Canada and maybe Mexico, I don't know.
0: Um not true because the USA does air in the Caribbean as well.
1: As I have Caribbean seen is it. actually part of the US.
0: Yes, that's true. But I've seen it in the Dominican Republic.
1: Also part of the US, it's a territory.
0: So Dominican Republic is its own separate country.
1: Um, Oh, right. Part of Russia. Cuba, my bad.
0: Yes. And Cuba is its own country too. It's not a part of the (laughs) U S
1: now I've never Um, been to Cuba, but no, um, I'm very excited about this. Very, very excited about this relationship. The CW and the WWE have, have had a decent relationship. Thank you, Barry, for correcting me on the uh, correcting us on this. But the Caribbean islands is it's is loads of independent countries. Thank you for that. Yes, thank you,
0: Barry. Yes, so yes, I mean, I'm excited. I do hope it gives uh, WWE more exposure. I think this is great for the CW network because now they can, you know, if they're going to keep. Going with the NWA, whether it's on TV or on the app, they can say, well, okay, now we have this much larger company that we want you to take some directive from. You don't have to go and talk to their executives. We're not going to force them on you, but take some directive. Go, maybe go talk to them. How do we improve? What do we do here? Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, do that or watch, study, watch how things get put together. And great. Right. Right. So I do hope that it works out well for both parties.
1: Um. At the same time, though, I feel like it's going to be like when WWE uh, came in on TNN and uh, ECW got the boot because of it. Right,
0: right, and then and then TNA moved to Spike TV after WWE got the boot.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but no, uh, this this TV deal. Oh, OMD's destroying his studio. Everyone.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, I am.
1: He he's actually mad that NW is not getting the CW deal now <laughs> <laughs> i have not paid attention to nwa in years but no I'm, I'm very jacked to see where this goes i'm curious as to if this changes the nxt product at all i kind of hope it doesn't i don't think it will but we'll, we'll have to see in come october 2024.
0: yes i i really don't believe it will I think with the people that they have at the head of NXT, they're going to go in and say, this is our vision. This is what we are going to bring to your screens. Mm -hmm. So
1: you look like you have something else on your mind. (laughs)
0: I'm, I'm wondering if, uh, Sorry, I was just distracted by something happening in the background on NXT. But, uh, no, so I'm wondering if um, they're going to go in and if CW is saying, well, okay, what can we do here? Because, I mean, we know that that NXT is not going to go to a bloody shit show. You know, it's not going to be hardcore moves and everybody hardcore blading right i'm hoping that they're gonna keep it at the uh performance center in the cwc as opposed to trying to go back to a bigger venue like they had at full sale
1: yeah i do like the venue that they do nxt at right now i don't think that they need to be traveling weekly with nxt only for the ple's they should be doing that maybe maybe the occasional big show that they do on for nxt you right. can go to a separate arena for that?
0: Yes, yes, absolutely.
1: But I think tonight we have to move on to our Showstopper segment. And uh, we're going to talk about one of Ontario's biggest wrestlers. Biggest independent wrestlers, I should say. And that's uh, the one and only Rob Rage. Passed away yesterday. At the age of 45. Hmm. Very big name in the uh, Ontario independent scene here. As soon as I can find here. Uh Passed away at 45 years old. Had a heart attack after wrestling a match in Hamilton. Uh For the hammering cancer for fundraising show in Hamilton, by the way. He did a lot of these charity wrestling shows. Yes. And he's gained a ton of respect for me for me for doing stuff like that. Um, but what do you remember of, um, Rob rage? Do you know, do you have any stories? Do you know anything of him?
0: I know nothing of him. I've never had the privilege of sharing a ring or sharing a locker room with him. Um, I didn't get to share a
1: ring. This is a, this is a blow to the Ontario wrestling scene.
0: Yes, this is. Like, devastating. I mean, and he had just finished his match, went to the locker room, and had a heart attack.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he was just going into the locker room. He was going to do his post-match little rituals, whatever it was he did. Just had a heart attack. Rest of The wrestlers were there to try and keep him resuscitated. Uh, yeah. The ambulance arrived and tried to keep him resuscitated. However, he passed away. On the way to the hospital um from, from what Robert,
0: i read from what i read he was gone when the paramedics arrived
1: no he uh this is a report i'm reading for bob kapoor who i i know bob kapoor was very close with him he that he passed away on the way to the hospital okay but uh, he had been a mainstay in the Ontario wrestling scene for the past several years, competing for various pr- promotions, including Crossfire Wrestling, Classic Championship Wrestling, Death Proof Wrestling. He was a bodybuilder and bailed at a weight of just under three hundred pounds. He was a big dude, very big dude, but small. Right? Because I've I've worked with him. I didn't right. get to work with him in the ring or in a locker room. I shared a movie studio with him. Right. We, he was on he uh, he did a bunch of acting gigs as well. He was in A Mass Saint alongside me and Roddy Piper. And I remember the one thing I remember about watching him wrestle was uh, I was sitting beside my teacher because w- my entire class for films uh, for film for film class went to go watch the wrestling scenes being shot. And she's like, my teacher's like, OK, Chris, I know, you know, wrestling, I'm going to cling to you and you're going to tell me who all these wrestlers were. <laughs> I didn't know. who Rob, right. I didn't know who Rob, <laughs> I didn't know who Rob Rage was at the t- time. So. I was lucky that that afternoon I ran into Vinny da Vinci, who was at the show, who is uh, taping the matches, uh, taping the wrestling as well. And he I'm like, Vinny, can you tell me who all these wrestlers are on the card so I can let me teach her? No, he's like, yeah, right. sure, I'll do it. I'll just list them offer for, for me for me to tell. Right. And I'm like, uh, so, so I came in there like feeling like I had a big ball of knowledge with this uh, independent wrestling scene at the time. I really didn't have that much knowledge. Right, and so I'm just listing off, and throughout that day, as she, as as Vinny told me the wrestlers, I went on cage match and decided to figure, find out like some little bits of history on the wrestlers, and I actually read up on Rob Rage's history, and I was just like, I saw the list of matches he had at that time, and I'm like, holy fuck, how have I not heard of this? Dude? You know, right,
0: right, but again, but he, he went was- by
1: the. From sorry go ahead my
0: under from my understanding he was one of those guys that never wanted to go out and you know make the show about him or be that guy to go on television and go hit right. the big companies
1: right but at that time i was also doing a lot of uh watching a lot of independent wrestling at the time too so i'm like how right. have i not seen this guy you know <laughs> right Cause I was doing work for Sue area or for saw wrestling at the time as well. So, right. Hmm. But he did make, he did make some uh, big splashes as far as being on television goes. He was in several episodes of uh, the dark, of uh, the dark side of the ring. He played road warrior Hawk in the Legion of doom episode. Okay. He played Hulk Hogan in a few Hulk Hogan episodes as well. Um, he went by the moniker the Muscle Messiah Tyrannosaurus Pex in addition to occasionally wrestling as Warrior Rage playing off of that road warrior gimmick because he was Road Warrior Hawk on right dark side of the ring Interesting he also played Dr. Schultz in the uh, Dr. David Schultz in that episode in one of the uh, the John Stossel slap incident episode Okay
0: yeah, yep. I yeah. remember that episode. I've seen that. That's probably the episode I've seen the most of Dark Side of the Ring.
1: Yeah. Not on purpose, he was, uh, but... Yeah. Though he was uh, though he was said to be a big man with a self-admitted old school mentality. He yeah, he came up with the old school style of uh, training in the ring. And I remember watching him doing his wrestling scenes and I'm like, this guy's got it. Why hasn't he made it? Why didn't he make right. it? But as I found out some years later, he just wanted to wrestle. He didn't care if right. he made it to the WWE. He didn't care if he made it to TNA. He just wanted to do it because he loved the sport.
0: Right? And that's why we did it.
1: And that's exactly why we did it. But it may, it does raise that concern with some of these older guys now. Yeah, I mean, heart attacks are pretty commonplace in the wrestling business yep we've 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 had our fair share there there's some wrestlers even today i'm concerned about getting in that ring one more time i remember actually at the cwe show when i found out that mountie was going to be there i was there was a part of me that was hoping that he was going to do a match but also another side of me that didn't want him to do a match because of his age (laughs) right but no, uh, Rob Rage, one of the biggest names in the Ontario independent wrestling scene. um, Just a huge blow again to the wrestling industry as a whole because this guy carried with him a wealth of knowledge similar to the wealth of knowledge that a guy like Chris Thorne had. And Chris Thorne, yes. I mean, like when he would tell you a story or tell you how to do things, you, listen, you listened to him.
0: <laughs> you listened, yes, absolutely. Yeah
1: um even the same goes for another older guy who frequently does work for the cwe he doesn't wrestle that much anymore from what i understand that's deuce diamond anytime he tells you how to do something you do it yes you learn you learn how to do it because deuce cannot wrestle anymore which is why he is as i said that i remembered him saying that at the last cwe show (laughs) yeah but he they it's these older guys that carry that wealth of knowledge with him yeah and rob rage had a ton of it as i had said before so yes because i remember um even on the setting of the mass saint i remember sitting there uh during the lunch break for the shoot uh for the scene shooting and we saw all the boys are sitting together all the extras had to sit in one other area and i could overhear I can overhear Rob telling stories to all the other, the the younger wrestlers who were hired to be on the show and how right. to do things, telling everything. Roddy Piper was even there doing that too. So, <laughs> Right.
0: Well, when you get a guy like Rob Rage and Roddy Piper sharing stories, you tend to sit there and take notice.
1: Yeah. But I don't think you want to listen to the stories that Roddy was telling. He was telling stories about partying with Ric Flair. So,
0: <laughs> Well, yeah.
1: But no, again, like Rob Rage, tons of knowledge. Sad that it's, it's, sad that he's gone with, uh, gone. he has gone to the big rig in the ring in the sky, and I'm sure he's going to be yes. putting on some killer matches up there. Absolutely.
0: Rest so. in peace, Rob Rage. Our deepest condolences here at Turnbuckle Talk and Turnbuckle Studios for your family. And again, people, if you see them, give them their time to grieve give them their space mm-hmm. this is yes. a tragic loss this gentleman was my age and it- was probably in a lot better shape than i am
1: oh he was in tremendous shape he was he was a bodybuilder uh, prior to becoming a wrestler so right but no definitely a rest in peace is in order for one Rob rage. Yes. um, going to end the show off right now. The world uh, um, would like to thank everybody for tuning in, but we're going to end it off with a moment of silence for Rob rage. Oh, Papa Smokes, before we end it off here, Papa Smokes coming in. Interesting to learn about Rob Rage, RIP brother. Well said, Papa. Well said.
0: Thank you, Papa Smokes.
1: As soon as I can find it. Okay, we're going to go moment of silence here, guys. Thank you everyone for that uh, moment of silence um we're gonna go ahead and go ahead uh, and push our socials omd so let everybody know where they can find you once i find you on here there we go
0: well they can find me on facebook at daniel Horisic, on snapchat at one man Dynamic, capitals on OMD, and on twitch at omd 17 As well, you can catch me right here every Monday on the Raw Watch Along with this gentleman beside me and our normal host, Carl Carafel, as well as the -the soon-to-be-available-for-the-next-several-weeks, Chris Parrish. Every other week on Turnbuckle Talk right here with Chris Best and again our host, Carl Carafel, and every Thursday night at 8 o'clock on The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke.
1: All right, and uh, you can catch me, youtube.com, at chrisdamage83, twitch.tv at cbrs underscore entertainment, threads.net at cbestfilms83, facebook.com, chris.best83, tiktok.com at cbrs entertainment. Um, you can catch me 8 p.m. Eastern Monday nights alongside OMD every Monday night for the Raw Watch Along alongside Chris Parrish and uh, Carl Carafel, who will be making his return next week. Um... Also, 8.05 Eastern, Turnbuckle Talk, sometimes with this man right beside me, OMD. Uh, uh, but all of the time, or most of the time, with One Carol Carafel, where we discuss all of our wrestling news. I'd um, like to thank everybody once again for tuning in. And uh, just have a great night, everyone. Be sure to stick around for uh, on the OLE, pod, uh, OLE channel, where you will catch Ed and Astrid reviewing what we've got on our screen right now, that being nxt and have a wonderful night
0: to quote carl carafel
1: the world is a
0: scary place take care of each other